Did you know someone made an 8-bit Maven theme? No. They did. They fucking did. I don't know why you would do this, but you did it, and we appreciate your efforts. Yeah, whoever the hell you are, I don't know your YouTuber name. Uh, uh it says their name is Brawl, apparently. Man, well, they, they, make uh, they don't make an 8-bit theme out of, of an 8-bit version out of anything. I gotta see thing. if they made an 8-bit 3 count. Anyway, welcome to week number six of Rassle Boys. We took a week off because the show got boring and we did something else, but now we're back. Now we're back. And we're seven weeks out to WrestleMania? We are we are six weeks to Sour Skittles. Shit, six weeks to Sour Skittles and No Way Out coming up very soon. Hello, everybody. That was Allie. This yes. is Mega Fighter. And over there is Rocktan. We're, yes, we're, back. We're in back a physical again. location. No, we're not. So, does anyone have anything to talk about before we bring up the bring about this week's Raw and SmackDown? No, I think we I think we should just get right into it. With if the, you are uh, keeping up with us, we are currently on the start of February of two thousand two, live from some place in Las Vegas. <laughs> I forgot uh, to I actually, actually put down the. I actually spotted um a sign uh, on the upper deck that said Pacific Air. Pacific Air. Yeah. That might be it. Hold on, let me... It might be it. Pacific Air. It was the... Ah, it was the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Oh, okay. So I don't know what that was then. I believe we start out with our typical... Uh, Kevin Dunn bought a thing of video toaster and wants to try all its effects. Uh, we, get, uh, we get a recap of the Ric Flair was gonna kind of sign the contract, but, but then not Stone really. Cold didn't. And then Stone and Cold it was came set out. To gospel music. And it was set. Yeah, it was set to like gospel music. Well, gospel <laughs> choir. Just be like. Oh. Yeah, it was very much like that. So I had a really big thought when I saw that and started this show because, uh, like, I I didn't join you guys for the last week, and my so you have to uh, bear with me because this is a, a big thought I wrote out. So, like I said, I missed the storyline that's now progressed that to Vince putting an ultimatum on Flair to sell his half of the company or he'll unleash the NWO. Now I th thought that NWO was just kind of going to arrive so no. i can only surmise the reason for adding of this element into the story is to make vince more of a dick which would yeah that makes it would make sense well it's vince more of a dick and also an excuse to give hulk hogan his wrestlemania payday right and also the only reason i can think they're making them out as poison to the company that thing they it keeps saying because they because they shit on wcw constantly <laughs> Well, oh, I didn't think of that. I thought it was more that they're it's because they're doing it because he Vince is alluding to something that only people that follow WCW and dirt sheets know that the NWO in WCW got too large and full of under older talent that were given creative control to shoot anything down that didn't feature them or keep them on the top of the card. 
Vince made it a point that his wrestlers didn't have that, so that couldn't happen again. So well, Vince, Vince specifically, if- Vince specifically threatened last week that bringing in the NWO would kill the ratings. <laughs> oh, he did. I yeah, just, okay. which is weird. <laughs> Because if nothing else, the NWO were pretty big ratings. Who wants to see Hulk Hogan? That guy's a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking it was just going to be interesting to see how if they make that part, the the whole poison thing part work or make sense. Well, here's the thing. Like, Vince shitting on WCW and teabagging them after they died. That's very Vince McMahon. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, so the poison thing is just him shitting on it. Okay. Yeah, like the so, NWO was so shit, it'll kill the show. Is what I was going, which is what okay. I've assumed. Oh yeah, I forgot before the intro, before our video toaster intro, uh, we get like this brief Michael Cole interview of Ric Flair, and it just kind of cuts to the intro. Oh, oh yeah, like the in, like it's just Ric Flair in the back, and he answers one question, and as soon as he's done answering it. It just immediately cuts to the raw intro. And we were just like hit with that whiplash. Oh <laughs> yeah, right, right. Dude, and immediately we dog. get the announced tag match of Rock and Stone Cold versus Jericho and Taker. Yep. Yes. And then Triple H comes out for a promo. Holy shit, we are doing this now. <laughs> it begins. It begins yep. here. I'm sure he was doing it earlier, but God, why are we starting with this again? This is so. You think this is where? The like weeks and months of Triple H starting every show with a promo starts. Yes. I feel like this has got to be it because this is when he returned. So and he, uh, they were pushing him hard as a big star. So, so Trips, incensed of being put in the ankle lock as of last week, wants to kick Kurt Angle's sorry Olympic ass. And speaking of Kurt Angle, out comes Booker T. <laughs> Triple H says your leg humping was some power. Now get in here and hump it like a good dog. Cause like Triple H tries to do like the like the fucking Warriors quote. And oh so yeah, my joke is dead. Angle, like, come out and play. Yeah. He doesn't do it I right. I noticed he, that too. I was like, he does the quote, but he doesn't do it right. He doesn't. He doesn't do the play. That's. I can, wondered if he was actually trying to do that. I wasn't sure. Can you so dig it, sucker? No, 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 no. Hold on now. Hold on. That's not that how you do the Warriors quote. You gotta clink your fingers. You gotta do a sing song, sucker. Yeah, so go comes play out as... yay. Sorry. You gotta go play yay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that yay. So, uh, Booker T comes out as the aggressive heel that wants to get into the into a fight with a baby face, which I found kind of interesting. It's weird. It's weird. We're still we're still questioning the idea of Booker T as a heel, but fuck it. Yeah. And, and then the match just kind of starts because Tim White just kind of shows up. Yeah, Tim White just appears like he's the fucking referee of uh, Metabots. Just, you know, you're fighting near a beach and then this Tim White just comes swimming out. <laughs> this is a sanctioned match, goddammit. <laughs> I'm going to count those pins. Ate my life. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Michael Cole made the. I remember Michael Cole made the comment of, "I guess this is this is officially a match." He did that <laughs> both times. Oh my god! We will talk about that when we get to SmackDown. 
uh, this match was actually like pretty good. Well, Triple H starts brawling with Booker T, and then they eventually get into the ring. And one thing I noticed was every single fucking time an instant replay happens, they turned on the sound effects for it. So you just hear the screen just go, eh, or skirt, skirt, skirt. Oh, yeah, those, those weird, like, mechanical sound effects that they did yeah they're like trying to do like the like because it's all like the fucking replay screen is all mechanical and i think they're going under graphic packages or graphic package changes because like smackdown has a way more modern look to it yeah and raw is supposed to be more gritty and underground and skirt Uh, Got some WD-40 on your fucking video packages guys what the fuck (laughs) my god (laughs) So Kurt Angle eventually just runs in during the match because Triple H landed the pedigree. The DQ is not called when he comes out. Like, they don't... The ref doesn't call for the DQ. The bell isn't rung. <laughs> but then Kurt Angle's theme just kind of plays. Hits, oh, hit. uh, before th- I, I want to mention a couple of signs I spotted during the match. We'll wrestle for beer. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Kind of a downgrade from we'll wrestle nude for food. Yeah. The better sign I spotted, my girlfriend hates me. <laughs> God, that one might do it. <laughs> so I, no, no, uh, so you, I you're, came you're, here alone. You're going to have to wait for the sign I spotted later in the show. Oh, boy. That, would, that, tops, well, that is one of the top signs I've ever seen in my life. All right. Okay. So, yeah, they really played. That was weird. This is something that I'll come up later, actually. They played Kurt's music pretty much immediately after he hit the angle slam and celebrated. I've never heard a theme start up that quick. Like, yeah, they didn't DQ. They didn't get. They didn't call the DQ or the no contest. He just they ran just in and hit an angle slam, and then they played his theme for it. Put my theme yeah, song. So after that happens, and for a little bit of a brawl, Kurt Angle leaves. Triple H just goes and threatens a referee to find Kurt Angle. I think he... Re- uh, was it Charles Robinson? I don't remember. It might have been Charles Robinson. Know. might have been Charles Robinson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets stopped at... Uh, he's told... Oh, yeah, Kurt Angle's at Mr. McMahon's office. And he gets stopped by the OVW cops. Yes. We're there. And <laughs> they're like, no, no, We're you can't Kurt. come in, Triple H. You can't come in, Triple H. He's talking to, he's talking to Mr. McMahon. And Triple H asked the question, what's the penalty for aggravated assault? Yes! So. <laughs> yeah, he actually, yeah, we are going to ask the court once again. <clears throat> While he did not actually commit it, we will answer his question. In the state of Nevada, if an individual is charged with the crime of assault and battery with a deadly weapon or battery, excuse me, assault battery. with a deadly weapon or battery, they will be looking at a Category B felony punishable by up to six years in prison and or fines of up to $5,000. Triple H might be this big, the biggest criminal of the year if he continues this horrible like he behavior, did, he, behavior he up. Didn't, he didn't assault anyone, but he did frighten them. Yes. Yes. And we did, and we did look it up for him. So watch yourself. So watch yourself, Hunter. Mr. Hemsley, you on the rap sheet. <laughs> Wrestle court. Yeah, yes, Corey. Um, oh, but didn't wasn't the? Ah. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was two was, times. Wasn't there a, a segment before <laughs> this? Two or times. Was it after uh, the Billy and Chuck one? 
Oh yeah, Billy and Chuck enter a girls' locker room and. Are uh, we? Are we there? Oh shit, we might have been there. Well, no, it's like Triple H antagonizes the rep to find Kurt Angle, then it goes to Billy and Chuck, and then it goes back to Triple yeah, H. Right. Yeah, yeah, where Jazz is just standing there in a towel, wondering yes. what these two white boys are doing. Oh yeah, they just run in and talk about how fucking hot they are, and that they're so hot. And showing off that like they, their calendar. They make they got a calendar. <laughs> and I merely had had the uh, uh, thought of I don't care if you're. I mean, obviously, their the the whole their whole gimmick is to be like gay, effeminate, or whatever. Well, they're but, they're like and gay they're like, and self centered, but that's not those two traits aren't in common. Right, like, those two traits they're, they're aren't gonna, correlated. They're gay and they're effeminate, and they're and they're kind of not really caring the, that much about the women. They're kind of insulting them the whole well, time. No, they're narcissistic, like, and that's not yeah, exactly a gay. Okay, tra- okay. That's not exactly but, a gay trait. That's more just a narcissist. Uh, regardless, regardless, walking into their changing room was still an invasion of privacy. Wait, is do this I a... to, Do I need to look up invasion of privacy in laws in Nevada? I think you no. might. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, did they commit a crime by walking into the women's locker room? Possibly. Or is that I a social? Or is that a social contract? Uh, let's see. Hmm, invasion of privacy intrusion. Under Nevada law, to recover for the tort of intrusion, a plaintiff must allege an intentional intrusion, physical or otherwise, or on the solitary seclusion of another, free that would be highly offensive to a reasonable person. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think they don't appreciate that they did that. <laughs> but they're I don't think they they're not gonna press charges. They're just gonna they're just gonna have a pose down next on SmackDown instead. Oh yeah, they they accost like Tori Wilson and someone else. And Stacey Keebler. It, it was Tori and Stacey. Yeah, Tori and Stacey basically challenged them to a pose down, which will happen on SmackDown. Yes. WWF pose down. <laughs> anyway. So after asking about aggravated assault. Kurt Angle reveals that despite the fact that Triple H has won the Royal Rumble, he has convinced Mr. McMahon to put his position in the Royal Rumble up for grabs. I mean, not Royal Rumble. His Royal Rumble win. His Royal Rumble win, yes. And pretty much put it up for grabs against Kurt Angle later, or like later on. Which is weird because there's no controversial, like, there wasn't like a controversial finish to to the Rumble match. I guess it is just kind of heels complaining to other heels for a, for things, but still. I do like the... I, I actually kind of like that, though. Like, putting the WrestleMania shot that you get from the win is something I kind of wish they did more often. Makes the It makes them look even better and prove they earned it. It also justifies the two-month gap between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. Because it really Definitely. should just be the Royal Rumble than WrestleMania, but... We got. We usually get like no way out in the middle, or something. Yeah, or fast lane. <laughs> fast lane. Oh, no. fast, oh, lane. No. Fa- fast lane. Oh, that's one of the wor- the bad ones. Uh, yes. Uh, this is now where we get to Rob Van Dam versus Bubble Ray Dudley with Devon and Stacey Keebler at ringside. Um, excuse me, you forgot that this match is sponsored by the Time Machine, coming out in two thousand two. <laughs> I missed that. Yes, the time machine. Another another classic example of WWE just just putting their back advertising in shit, shit movies. movies. 
So I believe the time machine is an adaption of the H.G. Wells movie, of the H.G. Wells book, excuse me. Yeah. That was pretty much like produced by either his son or his grandson. It was his it was directed by his uh by his great grandson. Oh, great grandson. And, and uh I believe like eventually they replaced him actually. They don't credit him, but Gore Vidal also apparently did directing for this movie. Gore Vidal? Or not Gore Gore Verbinski, excuse me. Oh, okay. Gore Verbinski who directed the uh Pirates movies. This was um the stars Guy Pierce, Samantha Mumba, Orlando Jones, and Jeremy Irons. Isn't Gore Vidal a politician? I, I was mistaken. I well, Gore Vidal <laughs> also was involved in like, wasn't he uh, like? Didn't he have some involvement in the movie Caligula? Caligula. No idea. Uh. Yeah, he. He used to. He. Oh yeah, he did do acting. I think. Or it was like, I don't know. I am sure but I've gotten this wrong. Anyway, as this match starts, I just... Hold on! The, okay, the reception of the time machine was a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes and an average rating of 4.7. Wow. People hate Ouch. it. <laughs> People hated it. So, anyway, I as this match starts, I it just hit me that since starting this show and doing this year of WF, we've been essentially watching ECW matches on WWF, except they don't have the no DQ. Yep. Basically. It has to be that match specifically. So, Stacy's kind of wearing a different outfit, but, like, the weird combo of, like, shorts and the shirt she was wearing made her look like a 12-year-old boy with, like, her hat backwards. <laughs> Was it also the fact that it was, like, the camo? Yeah. I imagine she would be, like, chewing bubblegum and holding a baseball bat, but... <laughs> and so we got we get a singles match between Bubble Ray and RVD, and I immediately think, man, it's a shame that it took Bubba Ray eight years after this to finally get his own singles push. Right. Like, because I think... Like you said this about actually a later match. Is that just uh Allie mentioned this uh, about a later match was the uh fact that Bubba's just really good at playing to the crowd. He's been playing yeah. to the crowd since like ECW and like he could nearly cause a riot just by talking shit long enough. Yeah. In those fucking buildings. Like he was constantly like shouting at the camera and the crowd that like look what I did to R V D and you know then he mimicked the Rob Van Dam taunt. And there's the the famous uh, um, quote that uh, Rob told me about that he did on an ECW show that they they would only get away with on an ECW show where he, he said, you, I, I, I didn't sleep with your girlfriend. Devon slept with your girlfriend. Uh... Classic racism heat. Racism heat. Well, the crowd was racist, so... Yes. Classic crowd racism. This match ends after Stacy and Devon get ejected and RVD gets some offense in. Then... Uh, Oh, by the way, Bobby started yelling down at Devon and Stacy for leaving, 
And I was like, why were you doing that when you saw them getting forced out? Devon! Devon! Who's going to get the table? I don't have a table! (laughs) Who's going to get the table now? I did like I did like the uh, RVD selling the bubble bomb. That was really awesome. Oh yeah, he oh, bubble bombed the shit out of him. I loved it. Oh, uh, there is a little odd thing I noticed is uh, there was a, a spot when uh, Bubba was doing his like like co- the the several elbow drops, and then he kind of did a, like a double fist. RVD kind of oversold them. He was like, ah. Uh, I was just getting really loud with it. Uh, yeah. I might have missed that part. After and RVD so, wins. Uh, by the way, he wins the match, of course, with the frog splash. Another thing I fought, forgot about, that R- RVD, that's cool, is how quickly he jumps onto the top rope and turns himself around to get in position for Oh, it, yeah. Or any that other high-flying movie does. That is like that is like he is on that rope within like a second and just and then and then, and then really quickly turns to put put himself in a position. Yeah, he can spin on one leg and pretty much turn himself around. Oh, another thing I noticed because uh, uh, I was kind of slowing this down just because I know kind of kind of noticed it as it came down, but being able to slow him on and make it and like still it, I saw the. F- really saw how the frog splash worked in a way because i now notice how they make it safe for the opponent as they land on their knees a bit yeah that's yeah that's how it works yeah that was the first time i ever saw that anyway <laughs> just something i know of. but uh after the after the after the match ends gold like appears on the screen and the whole like he finally reveals that the he he's been talking about in his promos was RVD, and he's like, I Rob, will... you're getting too popular, Rob Van Dam. You and then he just fucking owner. teleports. Oh, yes, he can teleport. <laughs> he just starts, yeah, like, he just starts, like, the fucking, the, the, like, the, like, the fucking video package wasn't over, and he was just beating up RVD. And I think that led to a point in, like, where, like, his fiend plays after the beatdown, and they do a recap of the beatdown. While actually, the music is playing, oh, I I noticed they actually did it again. They played his theme super quick. Yes, finished yes. completely. Finished the beat down before they started it. <laughs> like just as he was doing, like his like his like a standing elbow drop, a drop standing elbow drop. <clears throat> they hit his music after the neck break. After I think it is. Yeah, is, is that and the then- final cut? The final cut, yeah. And like during the the neck breaker at the time. The recap, like the music starts playing and it's playing over the gold dust music that's already playing. So it's like it's like, oh my god. I'm just and I immediately think, are the people in the truck being too quick on the trigger? I might be. Jesus, Kevin, calm down. I know you got your new fucking video editing program a couple of weeks ago. Oh look, I can make it. Oh, look, I can paste Ric Flair's face onto a spear. Hey, look, I can make a swirl. <laughs> yes, we know, the fucking swirl. And then we cut to Stephanie McMahon in the weirdest fucking angle of her face. Where She's, like, like, leaning oh, all the way back in her seat and just going, hey. <laughs> it's just, it's the worst. And, like, 
Uh, I think Hunter's complaining now. He's like, yeah, he's pacing behind her and complaining about Vince McMahon being an asshole. And she's just like, ah, it's all good, man. It's all good. So cool. <laughs> like, like, holy shit, this is not that. That was like, it was a very unnerving Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, she's very, really big smiling, and then proceeded to tell him, "Oh, it's your." It's okay. I have this wonderful news to tell you later, and it's gonna change your world. Uh, <laughs> all right. Then we get the Undertaker, who's leaning. Undertaker, who is out of shape. God is noticeable here. I Where, didn't see that. It, his gut is like really extended out during this period. In terms so... of just. So Michael Cole walks over to him and asks what his reaction is to getting rock bottom by, by the rock. I, I've i never really understood why they have the interviewers ask such, such stupid questions. I think it was just so Undertaker can go off on him. Yeah. yeah. So I think so. he starts with what kind of stupid question is that or something. Yeah, yeah but- he starts he starts like leaning over Michael Cole and yelling at him, who still looks like a giant 12-year-old. And then yeah, up walks Chris I, I Jericho, who's doing it that way, that way for the heels, the so they heels can act now. like assholes to the interviewer. But they do it for the faces too, so I don't know. Yeah, they've done it for the faces. Poor, poor coachman. So, up walks Chris Jericho, who is annoyingly chewing gum as loud as possible, and in a hockey jersey. We were we were very upset to find out that Scott Jericho was not going to have it on Raw tonight. No. My my he, unfortunate obsession with Scott Jericho continues, but not but not on Raw. But not on Raw. Yeah, you know, Jericho is all like, "Hey, buddy, hey, it's gonna be all right." I don't remember. It's what gonna be all there. right. We a tag team tonight. Yeah, it was. It was basically that. It's like, "Hey, we're tagging tonight. This is gonna be all right." This is gonna be awesome. And Undertaker's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Are you ready for more Taz? And Spike Dudley. And Spike Dudley and the fucking orange smoke. Yes, the Cheeto Um, mist. The Cheeto mist fills the arena as Taz comes out with a new metal theme made by Cypress Hill and Jim Johnston. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) What was with the theme change? Add that to our 2000s alert. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. I was was wondering that, that it sounded like Cypress Hill. I wasn't sure. I'll admit, though, I uh, I don't know what happened to Cypress Hill. They just kind of stopped. The, the, that scene disappeared. I can't think so they faded out of popularity. They might still be around, but I don't know. So this is a very strange decision they made for this uh, tag team championship match that's coming up. We've got the APA, Billy and Chuck, and Taz and Spike over the WF Tag Team Championship in this weird, like, Tag like triple threat tag where only two people can wrestle at a time. It's like yeah, it's like a tag elimination match with three teams. Yeah, and like and I was Ali was like, why do you even need to tag in the APA? And speaking of the APA, WFAPA.com does not redirect. No. Huh. Interesting. It does not redirect to anything. So. No pound and ass. No pound and ass. But there is going to be a powerbomb and tender touch. I love me some 
tag team moves oh. where the other guy's just gently touching them while the other guy does the move. Actually, that was a really nice twin baller bomb. I like that. Like I, I feel like the spike power bomb can work, but it just did not look right the way they did it. It just looked like power bomb and tender touch. <laughs> so yeah, after I, so during this, oh sorry. So after the hot tag from like fucking Spike Dudley to, uh, I believe, Bradshaw. And they land the double team power bomb. The APA just get immediately eliminated. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, they did. And then they played Spike Dudley's theme, which technically you should because he got the pinfall. But but you just gave Taz a new theme, and and you just play Spikes instead. It's so yeah. weird to me. They have been really weird with the themes on this show. Spike rock. and Taz may, uh, retain after beating off the Spike and <laughs> Billy and off. Chuck. After beating off Billy and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I noticed Whoa. a whole bunch of Whoa. signs. I noticed like four different uh, funny signs, uh, weird or funny signs during this match. Um, WWF, the weirdest one, WWF fears the sixth Hard. The the what? The sixth card. This might be some sort of weird indie shit or somebody's stupid like e fed nonsense. But what? what but then right next, the, the guy holding us a, a much better sign next to him. Forget NWO. Bring back XFL. <laughs> oh man, that that I feel like should be sign of the week. XFL. And I also saw Sports Center is next. And also yeah. a vertical sign where the like the words are written downward. No way out. Oh yeah, There's I didn't notice that. Coincidence. That was, that, that was pretty good. Honestly though, I had the thought I can see why over the years they kind of they slowly stopped letting the air audience carry so many signs into the show. Oh my god, there was like dudes with like two signs in their hands and shit, and it's that's really the, the audiences are more concerned about the, the, the they're, they're they're more concerned about holding it up so it gets on camera than actually watching to and reacting to what's happening. Yeah, sometimes the signs are so big their heads are behind it. It's like I can't see the man of the ring anymore. If he could be an asshole and hold the, if he, I, the other guy behind me can't see, fucking sign. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point too. Yeah. Uh, we get more promos with uh, Vince and Ric Flair. For this, I just put down the note: old men arguing over contracts is just what I want from wrestling. So, oh, by the way, uh, as Vince came out and uh, over. And during the promo itself, I just have to say, Vince can pull off some of the best, most convincing, grumpy, I'm pissed faces I've ever seen. It's like a walking cartoon. Anyway, <laughs> Vince does this weird thing where, like, he overly details the recap of what happened last week. Like, yes. almost like you're blind and he's trying to describe it to you. <laughs> it's like, I hear you see their uh, signing, and then they look at me, and I look at them. <laughs> And they look at me. For the blind? Yes. With the big man. Like okay. that fucking episode of like Magic School Bus we watched. Yes. 
Oh my god. As as McMahon entered the ring, I saw to me this is going to be the sign of the uh, the, the sign of the week for I, it took me a while to really get the joke. I, 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 I don't really see how it relates to The Rock. It's just kind of a funny rhyme. Finally, The Rock has come back to lost wages. Oh, I saw, we saw that sign. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it was, it's cause Las Vegas. Right, right. Yeah. I, I thought that was the best sign of. I, I kind of prefer the bring back XFL. So yeah, McMahon offers commentary for the blind along with every time the screen would pop up and out comes Ric Flair after Vince tells Ric Flair to come out and Ric Flair's being very weird. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah he I did. Remember. So he got in the ring, he gets Vince in the ring and he just holds up his fist. Once Vince start talking about how the NWO is literally going to execute Ric Flair. Yeah, and he kind of just stins her with his fists out and barely moves, and it's creepy. And it <laughs> yes, creeps, yes, he just freezes. He freezes in place with this weird smile, and just occasionally just goes no, and he just <laughs> and goes like no. I like we eventually just kind of figured that Rick is very drunk right now. He's that drunk where he's just like completely lost and just looking around, and freezing in fucking place. Yeah, and it's it, like, do you know why I didn't sign that contract? The it, fans. It, I would be surprised if if Rick was drunk for this because he barely got to say anything <laughs> this whole time. Vince the fans. The <laughs> yeah, he like <laughs> rotates around Vince at times. <laughs> I don't know. And then, like, after McMahon leaves, he's still doing that. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Uh, there is also... Every time Vince McMahon says the NWO, some footage will come up on the fucking Titantron of just the NWO being like Hogan, Nash, and Hall just making weird faces. <laughs> and wiggling their fingers. And wiggling their fingers yeah. at you. <laughs> like, I know I said that the, 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 the thing Spooky. that uh, Hall does... Like, Hall does during that thing that they keep showing is he's doing you know the click sign except he's not doing it with Hogan or Nash he's putting his hands together kiss ah. the wolves kiss you got two I, uh, I'm making two wolves kiss I'm making two wolves kiss hey yo <laughs> look at this Nash hey, yo. Nash <laughs> Look at my two wolves kissing. My wolves are kissing Nash. That's very that's very sweet, Kevin. Or that's very that's sweet, very, Scott. Very nice, Scott. <laughs> that's very nice, Scott. Ooh. That's very nice, Scott. <laughs> Please stop. They're kissing. <laughs> They're kissing. Yeah, uh, I believe we cut great. to the road agent trio as I put down. Yes, Briskin, Briskin, Briscoe, Briskin. Patterson, and Arn Anderson, the road agent trio. They're talking two about them, two of them are the Stooges. Yep, they're talking about. Uh, I think it's just about like Ric Flair, like not signing or well, whatever. They talk about Ric Flair not signing and why would Vince try and destroy his own company? And then yeah. they just cut to fucking Rikishi. <laughs> they just straight cut to Rikishi. We're having a, we're having another title match for the Intercontinental title. 
Uh, Rikishi versus William Regal. If I recall, Regal's the champion, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just want to be sure. And in in the continuing trend of new theme songs, Rikishi or not Rikishi, uh, Regal gets his best theme song. Yes, his the theme song everyone knows he comes out to the villain villain theme. Villain or regality or whatever it's called, and it's really good. I thought he, I thought he had that before. No, before this he week. kind of had he kind of had a similar one that was like it had the same sting, but then it turned into like just I'm British violin music. Yeah. Oh, okay. This one is the classic one that I love. So yes, uh, Rikishi comes out, then Regal comes out. Uh, I believe Teddy Long inspects his junk and other places. Uh, he does not. Mm -hmm. Right. He look. does not. He neglects to check uh, Regal's balls. Let me check your balls, yeah, player. He just kind of puts his hands around at the top of his waist. <laughs> does uh, you know, you know, pats down his uh, pats down his legs. Doesn't feel anything in his boots. <sighs> but yeah, didn't check his balls. Check the didn't balls. Didn't check Stacy's ass, which is also apparently a place where he'll hide the knuckles. <laughs> so we get. So we get a really, uh, actually, pretty damn good Regal and Rikishi match. Oh, yeah, yeah, first of all, like fucking Regal is trying to work so Rikishi can't, you know, just put his ass on him. <laughs> and eventually, idea. eventually, uh, after kicking out of a sleeper hold and doing that old thing they used to do, where they like check their hand to see if it's limp or not, Rikishi yeah. starts his fucking comeback, and it's pretty sick. Then he tries to go for the bonsai drop and misses and just lands ass first on the mat. Yep. I, I think and eventually, and eventually at some point, Regal uh, has pulled out a set of brass knuckles that he was hanging, uh, holding, start to pull out a, a, a set of brass knuckles that he was hiding in his trunks. And then Edge comes balls. out. And then Edge comes in. And, and he kind of ruins this match. I was really liking it. Yeah. I liked James. Edge, but I didn't care for that. Yeah, anyway, don't worry. This isn't the worst thing Edge does this week. Anyway, anyway. Edge DQs. Edge DQs the match. And then the massive amount of referees start running in to get Edge separated away from them. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, which is something JR says, Regal's <laughs> eating ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, they fucking... He hits a stink face on Regal. I want to know the Regal sucks chants in these in this match were so loud that you couldn't even hear the commentary. They were, they were so this, loud. This dude had fucking heat. Yeah, but he's good. <laughs> but he's good. Like he is over as a heel. Like people want to fucking boo this dude. Yeah. Uh, there was that, a point that, where that, like that power the the power of the punch did wonders for him to really get him over as a heel. Yeah, I was wondering about this match because I remember there was a spot where like Regal was like crawling to the apron, and then he starts fidgeting around with his tights, and I wonder, did he put the knuckles in the apron, and then he just kind of switched them to his trunks? Or yeah, I think I noticed that too. Maybe <laughs> because that that would now raise the question of did he fucking let tell someone in the ring crew to put them there? <laughs> yeah, they he might have because like. He knew exactly where to look for that shit, right? Yeah. And he didn't have it on him when he got in. Yeah. Although, who knows? Maybe he just did have them on him and Rikishi should have checked his balls better. Every week he has to make, like, a butt, like phone calls to, long. The, to, the, to the right people so he can 
put yeah 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 that's right i need you to put it in the <laughs> under the ring mat just in the corner over there on the side right thank you <laughs> Uh, Teddy Long actually fucking calls for the bell, so he's got that on Tim White. Player. Player. Uh, we cut to Jonathan Coachman in the back, I believe. Yeah, he is currently awaiting his weekly harassment by The Rock. But in there are more famous, question. in front of that classic raw fence. Yes, uh, the yeah. raw fence. Uh, he got, like, he, he goes to ask Rock a question, Rock shouts, and he gets spooked. <laughs> Please go to WWF New York. DDP's there. Buy our buffalo wings. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, Coach yeah. says, like Rock. Well, let me tell you. Tell <laughs> I wasn't oh, expecting yeah, him to talk. The Rock, the Rock says something about like Viva Rock Vegas, which just made me think of the Flintstones movie. <laughs> oh no! I was thinking of I was thinking of Viva Las Vegas, and I was just imagining. Did you see that he movie? A guy died. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned he wanted to, he was going to sing for them, but uh, yeah, at one point he, he's, yeah, at, at, towards the end he says, I might not do that. I might not entertain the fans. I I guess I do, I guess I'll just, he kind of says, I guess I'll just leave. And then he does. And then he immediately comes back and, and kind of stands right up next <laughs> to, to Coachman awkwardly. And that, and then, and then shoes him away. And I immediately thought he was going to start. I thought he was going to actually sing it. But no, he just does it if you smell. The Rock wants to fight The Undertaker. And he's wondering why Undertaker is upset. Is it because of Maven? 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 It is because of Maven. But it's because of Maven. Six weeks of Sour Skittles. <laughs> Stephanie comes out with the most 2001 look you could possibly think of. Oh my god. She's wearing well, a purple... First off, well, first off, she's a teapot. <laughs> yes, well, she's she comes down to the ring pretending she's a teapot. She's wearing oh. a purple dress, and her hair's crimped, like, with that yeah. kind of zigzag little crimper thing that they and, used and to sell on TV. Really weirdly, like, segmented, where it's like, She's got like a blouse with an apron kind of thing kind of going on on top. Yeah. That it was so weird. I uh something that got him um, bug me a little bit is as they before she came out, they cut to her walking to the ring from backstage and I heard this there's Mrs. Game coming from JR and like Oh my god, he calls her Mrs. Game so many times. Yes. He does? I only caught it once because I like I I'm caught it like, several times and I was just like in my head cringing every time. Yeah, he's like, you can't just call her Steph or Stephanie. This is McMahon Helmsley. Well, they don't they're not doing that yet. <laughs> no, that's their thing. They're married. Well, I know they're married, but I don't they, they haven't they haven't started the McMahon Helmsley thing yet, though. No, the McMahon Helmsley regime was like before this. Yeah, was it? It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was like after they immediately got. Oh, married. yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. They did. She did mention it in the, like one of the previous promos. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm wrong. It's all so, right. Yes, her yeah, hair is very crimped. Like I just imagine this like pink and sea foam thing that she used to crimp her hair with, and it's just <laughs> crimped in random places on her head, and it just it looks terrible. It looks like something Avril Lavigne would have. <laughs> I thought she looked great, honestly. 
Well, she looks great, but like at the same time, that's very tacky. It was very tacky. Triple H is going to personal taste, I guess. Triple H is going to get a big surprise. Publicly, publicly renew their wedding vows because Las Vegas is where they got married. Yes, this is where you drugged and raped me, Honor. (laughs) That is. Let's not. Let us never forget the fact because apparently WWE wants you to. WWE really wants you to forget the fact that the storyline where Triple H has ever got married was supposed to be her marrying Test. They used footage from that, by the way, later yeah, on. Yeah, they used footage from the test marriage instead. Because the actual part where they got married was Triple H drugged her at her, like, bachelorette party. Yes. Took her into a car and had her, like, do a shot. Like, they did, like, a shotgun wedding. like a, Or, like, a drive-for wedding, basically. Yeah. While she was clearly unconscious. Yeah, now Triple H thinks and Triple this H is spoke for her because she was out cold. And now Triple H yes. thinks this whole thing's stupid. I fucking love when he comes out or when he like he asked like if he this does... is he asked this is stupid and he asked why does the McMahons have to have everything on TV? <laughs> That's actually a really good point. And we we immediately fell in love with like Triple H if like. And we were like, man, it would have been great if his gimmick for the rest of the year was being weirdly meta about wrestling. Why does everything have to be settled in a wrestling match? Why does everything why does everything in my life have to happen during a two hour period on Mondays and Tuesdays? <laughs> and I then, know we're and then I the know Tuesdays we're, show on Thursdays. I know, I know we're very soap opera. Uh, but do we have to be that much soap opera, Vince? Come on, man. Just very meta about his life in wrestling. <laughs> Why doesn't the police ever get should, vo- involved in these things? Actually, I shouldn't do it in that voice. I need to do a more growly voice. Yeah. Why do Why do we have to do everything like it's a giant, the most cliche so proper plot in history? Why? 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 And then, like, Stephanie starts to cry a bit. And then she reveals that she reveals that once Triple H starts to leave, that there's a reason why she's been so difficult to deal with. There's a reason why she's been so argumentative. (laughs) That's why why love feels like an argument. Why love feel like an argument? (laughs) (laughs) And it's that I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I put yeah. down the, the Triple H angrily that... stares her down and then picks her up in a hug. I put down yeah. the joke quote, when did I have sex with you? <laughs> Was it during a Raw? Damn it, why do I do everything during Raw? God damn it. So, so uh, it's going to be so... Trish Stratus and Jazz for the Women's Championship coming up, but we first got to oh. get Triple H taking all his bags and carrying the grocery bags like a good boy. <laughs> I forgot I put down this horrible quote or this horrible note on my fucking notes. Problems that can be solved with a side slam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. The fact that WWE has actually done that before though, or like similar makes me feel less bad about that, but God damn it. I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> Oh my god. When did wow. I have sex with you? No. <laughs> did I have sex with you? I I just thought I what was the thought I had? It was thought. that, that 
about Stephanie's pregnancy. Oh, what was more of that thing? Uh, you know, when she talks, she kind of really like yells in a high pitch, and yes. she's done this for so well, long. She's trying to be intentionally obnoxious. Oh, okay. I I, but funny. I, I, I kind of, I kind of what? Yeah, and it's kind of. I wish, I wish women didn't do that because uh, it's really grating to hear a uh, really high pitched. I mean, it's not as bad as some uh, other women. Welcome to, welcome to this week's Incel Boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm, oh, not oh, be, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be. I get what he's going for. Like, in wrestling, and it's not as common bang, nowadays, bang, but there is that. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. What we're trying to point out is just when it gets to, like, the screeching, it's like, please don't. Yeah, and I think it, part of why like Stephanie dropped it down a notch was I think that actually blew out her voice a few times, probably. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I, 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 I appreciated so much that later on she she dropped down to like a more bassy tone. I pre- I was like, it, thank it worked you. A lot better. So yeah. jazz is pissed. The king, and... the king of screechy voices will always be, and I I always wondered who told her to do this. Did she come up with it herself? And do they encourage her? Because all of that, it was bad. Vicky Guerrero. Okay, well, Vicky Vicky is one thing. I feel like Vicky's the one who can actually get away with that because it got her so much heat. But it's the wrong kind of heat, though, Mega Fighter. Well, here's the thing. It's so bad. Here's the thing. And this is going to be a very strange argument for me, but it's kind of what I believe. If you're going to have a heel whose entire gimmick is that they're annoying and everyone is pissed off by them and the crowd finds them annoying, the current way they have WWE set up, I kind of feel like they can't do anything with it. Because the the male superstars can't hit her or do anything to her. Oh, yeah. And the women superstars never feud with them, for the most part. So you kind of feel like... Stephanie now just will never get shown up because, you know, no one can actually hit her or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the problem with with Vicky is that she never really got... Uh, she was, They were never really allowed to shut her up. No one was really ever allowed to shut her up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people to, like, I want her to shut up and then shut her up. They can't shut her up. So she just gets to be annoying. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and let's talk about She gets to be the... Uh, and essentially, it makes everyone want to immediately either change a channel or hit the mute button. Yeah. I proclaim the, I proclaim the, the mute button as my lord and savior. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to getting heat, there has to be that... It's just okay. Fuck you, kind of moment with There's people. It's gotta be a point of comeuppance. Yeah, like they pay for being such an asshole to you, you know. And there's ways of being kind of annoying, but not so annoying that like it, you don't. That, Jericho's that, like, a master at being kind of annoying. Miz is also pretty damn good at it. Yeah, Miz is also good at being kind of annoying. Like annoying enough that I just mostly want to see someone like power bomb him. And not like I just want to leave. <laughs> exactly. 
Maybe I could finally talk about Trish Stratus versus Jazz. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, well, Roxanne. Uh, <laughs> Trish Jazz is good's women, uh, women's match and an unexpected finish. Anyway, Trish is wearing this weird, like, red, orange, turquoise sequined, like, shirt thing. Yeah. It was almost kind of salmon y. And Chaz kicked ass in this and match. Yeah, she did. kicked all the ass and was just like. She fucking, she fucking stretched her. She beat the shit out of her. She put her in the leg STF. Leg dropped that her. Great. And, like, her leg was bent all the way back and almost touching her fucking head. And then she beats oh, Trish yeah, Stratus out of nowhere. SDF. She beats Trish Stratus out of nowhere with a fucking fisherman buster, and that was awesome. That, that fisherman yeah, I, I did so not good. expect her to win this match. Yeah, it was it was good. Like Jazz kicked ass. I don't know. There were so many moves, and Jerry Lawler, for the most part, wasn't being a pervert on commentary. For this the most was actually part, actually, one of the best matches on the show. I thought. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't know if I can speak for Jazz's experience or like ring knowledge, but she could suplex a fucker. <laughs> so there's that. That fisherman poster was fucking awesome. It was cri- It was fucking crisp, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, crispy. It's good. Delicious. Anyway, main event tag match. <laughs> main event tag match, which also wasn't all that bad. I I will say we start off on the note of the fan attacking Jericho like during his yeah match. yeah the fucking fan ran in right when Jericho was about to get up the stairs and I believe there was he talked about this during one of his books about yeah. how that made him so angry that Stone Cold just had to pull him out of the ring and brawl with him for a bit to get him to chill the fuck out huh. bring it down kid yeah you're too you're, you're too hot you're too hot Calm kid. Down. Break it down. We have the question of uh, Undertaker and his motorcycle. Does he have to? Does he have to motorcycle to gorilla position with that? When he's like going from like the stage to the ramp and down to the ring, or is it just on already? Or does he like? Does he drive it out, or does he push it out? I think he roll either rolls it out, or like I think he either either they pipe in the sound and he just kind of rolls it down the he drives it up he, he drives it sort of kind of rolls it out a little bit and then has it maybe yeah maybe pushes it down so it rolls out i don't know maybe he drives it a bit i was thinking like, well like either it's on and he's driving very slowly or he's just using the momentum from the ramp to pull it to the side and park it yeah and they probably just pipe yeah and then they pipe in like motorcycle noises because here's the thing, regardless of if it has a catalytic converter or not, that thing's pol- that thing is so polluting, <laughs> especially in like an indoor place. Imagine if like they're wrestling a match and Taker left the bike on and everyone's getting carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's already bad enough in that fucking in that fucking arena with all the smoke from the pyro. Yeah. So this is just all, like, shit. And once again, the commentary alludes to the Kid Rock song, Cocky. They keep referencing this one Kid Rock song. This one every Kid week. Rock song. I didn't... Uh, I, I think I Jericho... Be, I missed that again. I, I think that again. I think Jericho just straight up punched that fan in the face. <laughs> Jericho straight up yeah, punched that fan in the face. 
But this is otherwise like a fairly good like main event tag match. Even Undertaker wasn't all that bad on it. We get the walls so, of Steve. So twice. Oh, the during, yes. So twice during this match, uh, Jr. said uh, did a little thing that he said before uh, his one of his signature phrases, "beaten like a government mule," and that's what he's done that I don't understand at all. A uh, government I'm... mule would be an ass, <laughs> but yes. Well, it, oh. it's half ass. Half okay. ass. Or JR just doesn't like Republicans. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I also Democrats my, are Democrats are the the, the Democrats are the mules. Oh, they roommate... really likes the Democrats. Okay. <laughs> my roommate saw in the corner, and he spotted it before I did. Um, I had eventually. Really got to look and spotted it myself. Another oh, weird okay. Sign, of another as, weird sign. As I was going to rights. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. As I was going to say, like every old old turn of phrase, government mule is actually kind of racist. <laughs> oh no! The government oh, mule no. refers to the mule that came with the forty acres in a mule that some slaves were granted after emancipation. Oh, wow. And they would often beat the mule to get it to work because it's the only mule they were given. Yikes. God damn it, JR. Wow. And I, you're the first to probably ever know, realize that, and nobody else could look it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume it's been kind of separated from its racist old like terms but that was what it was based on ah uh, god <laughs> what the fuck jr really do you do, did you just are you just it's not as bad as what jim Cornette says that's true uh i would have to know what he says but the i don't fucking, know or um, are, are we not allowed is it too far no, that it we was, can't uh, say it was it a or... bucket of fried chicken across africa or whatever the t- like a run across africa Yikes. with a bucket of fried chicken on his back Yikes. I think Jerry uh, also used that back in WCW. I think I gotta check. There was a time where apparently Cornette used it in like 1995, and the only reason he probably didn't get heat for it then was because Noah was watching WWF in 1995. Yeah, NWA Power is free to watch on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, this was pretty good. Um, Stone Cold and Rock trapped Jericho in a punch Oreo. <laughs> yes. An Oreo made of punches. Um, there's a hot tag where Undertaker breaks up a shitty sharpshooter. Thank you. Undertaker, just while doing rest holds, will just shout, shut up at people. <laughs> shut up! Because he's, he's trying to explain a spot. Oh, yeah, he, had, he just had fucking, uh, I think he just had, like, stone cold and a headlock for, like, a minute and a half. <laughs> with the referee talking to both of them. And then he just shouts, shut up at the end. Like, it's just like, how long's this fucking finish? <laughs> they had like be 10 quiet. I can't, point. I can't tell, I can't tell him what the next spot is. You have Be quiet. I got to figure out what Ohelmner's telling me. So Jericho wins after pinning the rock, who I think got hit in the head with like a lead pipe or something. He got hit with a lead yep. pipe. And the pipe went like fucking flying out of. The pipe went hand. flying, and like some chunks fell out of it. So I don't know. 
bounce off the fucking road or on the fucking mat. It was ridiculous. So yeah, we are uh, now we are Raw was good, and now we oh, are at SmackDown live at Staples Center. Honestly, I, I will have the differing opinion. I don't think Raw was. You're that fucking good. fired. Get the. <laughs> I, I I honestly think it didn't it, it didn't start that great, but picked up on the on the on the final matches. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I just feel like we have a better opinion of it just because we've sat through a lot of boring shows these past few weeks. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Uh, to be fair, yeah, this week we actually had some different matches. Yeah, we had a lot of different matches. We had a lot like less of the usual crap. Right. And but now we're heading to SmackDown. And who starts off Raw or SmackDown? The Rock. We start off with our usual video recap with Stephanie being pregnant while weird tubular bells s music plays. Oh, and both of their faces were like lit up in this weird red color. Why? 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 Oh, yeah. He'll say why as like a, like why am I doing this? And it's like why? It's like, oh yeah, they would play the other whys every time he says why. It's like why am I doing this? Why? 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 <laughs> it was the worst. It was cut like, like it was a speech. It was cut like a YouTube speech, like a speech cut up. I'm just why, okay. why? Stephanie, answer me. Uh, why? <laughs> right, and then like like the intense music kind of cuts out, and then they played like this kind of twinkling soft piano thing. When like after seventy nuts, that she's pregnant, pregnant. Yeah. And I was, I don't know why, I fucking laughed at the music they were playing, like. Doo -doo. It was like super happy soap opera music. So yeah, uh, out comes Rock to the Staples Center and starts talking about how the Undertaker hit him with a fucking pipe last week and he doesn't appreciate it. And speaking of the Undertaker, Booker T comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I want to. Uh, I want to make a little. I didn't put this down on my note, but I want to ask because uh, you know because I saw the pyro and I am I don't. When did they do? When did SmackDown do that thing that they did, where they they would they would have this promo that would start at the light fixture? And oh then my like god! Yeah, the pyro go down to the to the to the ring uh, to the entrance ramp I to the front about of the entrance the pyro ramp. cam. Yeah, that was when weird. Was, when did they do that? Was that when they started? When they started? When they? I think it might have been when they actually started doing SmackDown, like like when they debuted it, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I feel like that's the first time I've seen it watching these SmackDowns. It's like this weird like cut from like the pyro or to the pyro. It's I, I don't know. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things they did like for weeks was like do that do 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 down the ramp. That was so cool. So I was just wondering if we if we didn't we see this already because Booker T is just like I'm gonna fight you and then he gets to the ring and they fight and, and Tim then, White just appears. <laughs> and Tim yeah. White just appears again and yeah we're just having it's the same fucking setup as as fucking Raw but Booker T Booker T or but with the Rock instead of Triple H. Or, yeah, Booker is this Booker thing now to go after? I big, feel like big, they. I feel like faces. They, I feel like they keep giving Booker T different things every week, and none of them are sticking. <laughs> like the fucking, the, he tried the what thing with who, 
he was with Mr. McMahon, and then he wasn't with. Then Mr. he wasn't. Mr. Then he got his ass. He puked on Michael Cole. He puked on Michael Cole. He got it. He got yeah. He got his ass shoved in. Keith's then, face. then he complained about not being on Rollerball. <laughs> and you know he was fighting RVD one week, and then next week is going to be the big show. I've never seen just a really inconsistent storytelling before with unless it was like Booker T. It it is so strange. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, as oh, I I forgot I made this note. Uh, I came up. I had a thought like when they when they were doing the um, you know, the promo about her having the baby and everything, and the, yeah, and I think I think like the one of the things they showed right away was that they were gonna do this thing of later of he's talking to this like doctor oh we'll get to the doctor I yeah yeah but i i i i i had the thought of the first thing that hunter and steph's baby is gonna do after being born is gonna come out and do the h triple h water spit and pose (laughs) oh god but it's with amniotic fluid (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, that's what I think. It's the goo out. It should, and then like Triple H is watching, like that's my boy. Yes, yes. Oh exactly. God! That's my the that's my promo. son right there. Uh, Good the, Triple H. I'm glad I came up with that. Thank you. I forgot to mention that Booker T's promo words where I started noticing. The sense they they censor the word ass every time they say it, and they only on, it SmackDown. So on SmackDown. They say it so many times, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's really annoying. So uh, uh, here's the thing about the commentary: this match is okay. It's a little boring. Uh, I need work. Sign was like the only funny sign I'd noticed the whole show. Jerry Lawler can't shut up about the pose down that's going to happen later, and he states, "I like skin." I'm the skin king. <laughs> He's the ki- he calls himself the king of skin. He is oh, the king of skin. Which is, which. Uh, I like wearing skin. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a Dark Souls villain or something. The king it? of skin. Or like just in a, like a horror <laughs> game. Of it's honestly, it's all hail the skin king. <laughs> it does kind of sound racist when you skin think about king. it. Maybe that's where I'm thinking of it. It sounds like an HP Lovecraft creation. The Rock beats uh, Booker T after landing the most exciting move, not my words, in the <laughs> WWF. Oh, yeah, a um, couple things I noted. A belly-to-bell throw by The Rock. I didn't know he did that. That was really good, yeah. And like, Michael Cole, this is, uh, this is uh, th- there's problems with Michael Cole this show. Michael Cole calling The Rock spine buster the pine buster to be fair he was that could just be he forgot the s at least he didn't call the the people's elbow the most exciting move in sports entertainment it's electrifying king you dumb fuck Uh, actually i'm pretty sure he said that's what the rock calls it the pine buster no he doesn't he does not he has never called it that this is a good match. I'm just bothered by the fact that we saw this match on Raw, but with a, <laughs> with a Triple H skin over The Rock. Yep. This is like when you're playing a wrestling game, and you get to pick if you're Raw or SmackDown for the season mode, and it's the same storyline, but like 
every person is just swapped. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So instead of like, it's like in fucking Day of Reckoning, you could be in Evolution or the New Ministry. <laughs> and Triple H and Undertaker do the same thing in the fucking story mode. And it really seems like it's tri supposed to be Triple H because when it's the Undertaker, none of it makes fucking sense. <laughs> New Ministry. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was great, but also terrible. <laughs> so, um, between every commercial break, we're starting to get promos for the NWO, including uh, subliminal images of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> yes, I put down Joseph Stalin for life. For life, They really life. went overboard with this first one. And like, they showed, like, sh they showed people death and chaos yeah they were showing like war crimes and riots in the background and stalin and stalin over and over <laughs> stalin like we didn't see stalin again which made this even weirder to me yes like, anyway kurt angle stole a baby <laughs> kurt angle stole a baby we're not there yet we <laughs> i think we had the uh stephanie mcmahon uh and triple h talking to a doctor oh yeah they were talking to like this weirdly like a doctor British. with a weird accent. It was like a weirdly British doctor. I and, guess you uh, a sonogram of your child. Uh, Seventy is eight weeks pregnant. Yes. Eight weeks. So that's good to know. And then we have the Xbox.com Slam of the Week. Yes. By the way, Xbox.com still works. Yeah, it just takes you to Xbox. <laughs> it just stays straight to Xbox.com. <laughs> and they're like, oh, buy an Xbox One S. And I'm just like, does it have games? And they're like, no. And it's like, then I don't want one yet. Kurt Angle coming out with a stroller carrying a little Jason Jordan in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, that's not accurate. Jason Jordan would have been 14. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but yes, Kurt Angle coming out with like a baby stroller and talking about the news. Oh, my God. That made pregnant. me love Kurt Angle so much. Oh, this is such a great promo. This is such a great segment. Triple H is not a man, according to Kurt. That was like where I was actually wondering, where is this joke going? Yes. <laughs> but then it turns out he pulls out like a monkey. He toy. pulls out like a monkey toy with a fake nose glued onto it. And all of and a like sudden, a Mega H Fighters joke. And, and like all of a sudden, the. Oh, he had a Triple H shirt. And all of a sudden, Mega Fighters coming on Jason Jordan seemed a lot more offensive. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Oh, well, the thing is, no. you said, "Are you sure that's not Jason Jordan?" I immediately started admonishing you because I'm the one who's supposed to be the accidental racist here. Accidental racist, you said. During this promo, Angle uh, said that Triple H cheated in the Rumble, and I'm like, "Don't just claim that without any info to support well, he that." Cheated. He cheated because he eliminated Kurt Angle, which is the only logic that Kurt Angle is bringing here. He's okay, got the classic yeah. Republican logic of, I lost, so you cheated. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, we also, got the other thing with the uh, monkey in the Triple H shirt, bananas. Yes. Oh, those bananas are disgustingly ripe. They're, they look like they're good for banana bread, honestly. Um, yeah. They are slightly overripe. But that that's perfect for banana bread because it makes them softer and you can like imp you could put it in the fucking flour better. And I yeah. feel like I, I feel like we're kind of understating just how good this whole thing is. I was amused. Oh the yeah, whole this was way. hilarious. This was fucking hilarious. 
no one talks about this segment, but you y'all need to look it up if you can find it on YouTube or on the network of just of just Kurt Angle with like a baby monkey toy pretending it's Triple H's baby, Triple H Jr. And talking baby talk to him. And yeah, talking about how your mother has manners and your dad doesn't. Because he's a fucking bitch. <laughs> he's an your your mean old Neanderthal daddy. Yeah, and then fucking here comes Triple H to beat up Uncle Kurt. I one thing I happen to know is that I don't know what I don't know if this bugged you guys, but he came out smiling, kind of. He didn't like. I would think he would come out looking pissed. He might have corpsed. He I probably did. Yeah. He was, I don't. So yeah, really after know, almost like, laughing, he just punches Kurt Angle in the face. <laughs> And and then fucking hits him with this with the with the stroller. Yeah, he hits him with the stroller, and then as Kurt Angle rolls out, he throws Triple H Junior. The son of a bitch! How dare you! <laughs> fucking everyone gets on Snitsky's case for punting the baby when Triple H throws Triple H Junior, and that's just fine. And then we get the uh, we get the video package, I believe of. We are cordially invited to Triple H and Stephanie's renewing of their wedding vows. Yes, we are cordially invited, folks. You heard it here. The Rassel Boys Over, are like, going to 2002. Piano music. We got, yeah, we got like classic wedding music. And of course, as I mentioned before, the stock footage of when Stephanie was going to marry Test, <laughs> who really isn't on this episode. Yeah, he just is gone. And it cannot be reached for comments. Yeah, Mainly because good, I yeah, feel like that, that, that's a good point. Where's Test in all this? He's yeah, where are you, gone. Mr. Immunity? Were you still with the company at this point, or are you just gone? I think he. I think he was. Like he was there just a few weeks ago. Yeah, where did he go? He was kicking Bitch. ass. Yeah. So um, we have the tag. very strange tag team match coming up. Of William Regal and the Dudleys versus Rob Van Dam, Rikishi, and Edge. And Edge's entrance will make you do what will make one or more of these things happen to you. You'll have a seizure, a migraine, a bad headache, or your eyes will hurt. Every single week, yes. we have the reoccurring thing of, you think you know me. <laughs> because here's the thing i have like a bit of a peeve because when i write my notes i tab out but ali goes into full screen i, and I has sat in the dark notes. and just had this fucking this entire thing flashing my room like blue and white <laughs> and I, I keep telling him to fucking follow what inyasha said stay in a well-lit room and not too close to the screen are you sure that's to... inyasha <laughs> I promise I, you that that exists, and I will find it. By the way, I the uh, light on. I had the light on in my room while I was watching, it, and I still had to look away from the screen. Oh, absolutely! It fucking hurts. Anyway, the then. sequel to Inuyasha's end, so I want to watch that at some point because I'm a and fucking weirdo. I watched Inuyasha in, in general. I feel yeah. like I missed out for the most part. I watched it, but I didn't watch all of it. And then we cut to a, a, a the cam the camera cuts to Rob Zombie in the audience. Who probably oh, yeah. doesn't realize his song is accompanying an entrance that is torture to anyone that watches it. Doubly so if you see it live. Yeah, my Durango. Holy fuck my eyes. Like it is full and like full on electric soldier porygon like bad. <laughs> yes. 
Especially like, when they zoom into the Minitron that he walks through, right? like the little, like the little clamshell he walks through, and that yes. whole thing's fucking flashing. <laughs> it's solid colors of blue and white just flashing in your eyes. What am I missing it's- when? What am I missing when Edge comes out through like smoke? You don't need to get that close. No, you really don't. I don't even have anything written about the match. I just have, I just have complaints about fucking Edge's entrance now. Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray pisses off the crowd some more. Yeah, thank you. And later on, eats some ass. Except right yeah, after he pissed. eats the ass, he also gives Rikishi a 3D and pins him. <laughs> okay. Along with uh, the other person in the team that does the 3D. <laughs> yes. Bubba yes, Ray and... Dudley. And, and William Regal. Dun- William Regal <laughs> Dudley. <laughs> that would be, I would, I would have loved to see that actually. Give him a bubba bomb. <laughs> I would like to see Regal! a bubba, I would like to see some bubba bomb from you. Regal, get the tables. I'll bring, right. I'll get tea. <laughs> I'll get some tea. <laughs> so, the big brawl starts. Uh, Edge at some point bleeds during this. There's like the Edge fucking somewhat, ref Edge bleeds. He out. goes to punch out Regal. All the refs come out. I hear yeah. one of the refs say as like Edge walks away, raise his hands, raise his hands, <laughs> and then he raises his hand, <laughs> and then the refs raise his hands. <laughs> uh, to anyone who is currently listening to this episode, please, I implore you. If you can find the fucking like the PSA bumper for like Japan from like Japan where Inuyasha and Kagome implore you not to stay too close to the TV while you're watching it and to stay in a well lit room so I can prove to Allie that it exists and that I'm not crazy. So did did King mention he's the skin king? Uh I believe he did. He is the king of skin. That he is the king of skin. Because he he reiterates that he is the king of skin. <laughs> All hail the skin king. <laughs> the skin king, the king of skin. He 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 represents all the skin. <laughs> Come into his skin office and sit on his skin chair. It's made of skin. <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> it's made. He's the skin king. He, he peels out of his own skin and he's real and, and, and he's secretly the predator underneath. It's the predator wearing the Jerry Lawler like singlet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited because who comes out next? Chris Jericho. And he's in his ska pants. Yes, Scott Jericho took the week off for Raw or took took the Monday off, but he is back. This is my and favorite is Jericho. To, and he is here to uh, trash talk. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I never meant to walk on, knock on wood, Stone Cold. But that's the impression that I get. God damn. And then, the glass shatters. Speaking of impressions, Will Sasso. The glass shatters and out comes Stone Cold Will Sasso. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's got the look down Perfect. His head is His head is perfectly shaved. Everything. He's wearing the hey, knee braces, hey. the jean shorts, and the leather jacket. Hey, He's what got are you guys the... talking about? That's not that's not Will Sassel. That's just Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the goatee. He's got the bald head. He just got fat from all the Whataburger he ate. He just his head. Like He's got the head wiggles. 
He yeah. just got back from Whataburger, had some French fries, or a French, French fries. fries. <laughs> Two some bitches. Two some bitches. A some French bitches. fries. Another one. Another one. Ride the bull, front ways, sign French fries, Whataburger. <laughs> what? Uh, but yes, uh, we are. We get an impression of Stone Cold, really well done impression of Stone Cold from Will Sasso of, as Michael Cole put it, Mad Television. From the Mad Television. <laughs> Yo, mad uh, Television. God, Will yeah, Sasso. Like, I call you the God. What, Will Sasso. Will Sasso has Stone Cold's mannerisms down to a T. He's got the it, fucking like the neck movements. He's got the fucking the way he walks. He has everything perfect. It's awesome. Since he was willing to grow out a fucking really good Stone Cold goatee, it's just top and notch. He's, and he's got the voice too. It's 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 so good. It's just every time Chris Jericho asks him a question, he changes from what to who and why and how where. When yes. it's so good. This is this is just a really great and then the glass breaks again and some stone cold imposter comes out. He's some way too thin. <laughs> some skinny ass fucking beady eyed <laughs> leg brace wearing piece of shit. <laughs> The one thing that disappoints me about this, honestly, is I know that like the the audience is, is supposed to hate this because yeah, he's essentially, you know, because he's making he's making a mockery of Stone Cold. But I wish th- there's got to be some fan, some fortune the fans out there laughing their asses off oh, because of the Stone Cold come, Stone Cold comes in and immediately flips Will Sasso off. <laughs> No, it gives him a thumbs up for his great impression. <laughs> and they censor it, of course. Yes. Yeah, they they were the audience didn't react. I think the, Jericho I just really leaves. The audience laughing. They just kind of yeah. I think Jericho gets called off by Stone Cold, and then Stone Cold's left with Will Sasso, and says that it's actually a pretty good impression, but you don't smell like beer. And if do you want a beer with Stone Cold? And it's like it's a trap. Okay. Yes, and just Will Sasso absolutely selling oh, like. As soon as Will Sasso gets confronted by Stone Cold, he goes from like normal to immensely sweaty. He's so <laughs> like, terrible. Like he can he can turn it on like that. Yeah, he, he he was doing a really he really acted just oh my dear God please get me oh, away no. from me. Oh no, it's Stone Cold. I don't want to be here right now. Then he says Honestly, what in a bunch of different languages. And would say drinking beer with Will Sasso would be swell, a good time, great. Fantastic. So he calls for a beer, and I I just, I had the thought, man, honestly, I'm amazed how good Austin is at catching beer cans that are thrown to him. Yeah. I would love it if, like, he asked for a beer and they weren't ready, so someone just throws, like, a can of Sprite at him. <laughs> <laughs> Been, I, I think there's been a few times a where they kind of miss and what? he doesn't quite be isn't able to catch it. But yeah, in general, he's able to just catch it out of the air. Either they, I do think they kind of try to softball it to him and get close enough so he oh, yeah. has a better chance. But there's times that like it, it seems like they're throwing it from a as kind of an angle or a distance where it's not. <laughs> that easy to for him to just catch it oh yeah and he still gets it anyway um stone cold opens his beer but then he hands it to will sasso to take the other beer to open it 
And as soon as Will Sasso tries to take a drink, he gets fucking stunned and sells it like a goddamn champ. <laughs> yeah, oh he really sold This segment one. was great. This, this was it was wonderful. good. I loved it. <laughs> I I love when a celebrity a celebrity is very much willing to like get their ass beat by the God. They would kill to have a, someone like a Will Sasso nowadays who like loves wrestling, loves and wrestling, can just fucking nail it. Even though he's not on wrestling shows, of just he'll come out and he's he's there and he he has it down. He's there. He loves it, and he's just what he's willing to take the punishment. Yes. Because he what? just he gets stunned, he gets beer poured all over him, he gets stomped on a bit. <laughs> like, like unlike Steve Machine Bo, Gun dude. Kelly, like who got that... power bombed so hard he became Blink One Eighty Two. Like the, there was Steve-O who, who got his ass creamed by fucking. Maybe Wagner just like legit start punching him. Uh, and got, and Steve-O probably laughed um, the whole Umaga. fucking time of just like hey, keep, keep fucking hit me. <laughs> I think that's no. That's the thing is like. He got like thrown or something, and then started laughing, and then Umaga just legitimately started beating. Or him maybe up. like yes. he got fake beaten up and started laughing, and Umaga's like, "Motherfucker, sell my shit!" and just fucking <laughs> clobbers him. <laughs> yes, that was that's that's something I hope we get to talk about. But anyway, that was great, and Al Snow is now giving Maven the fucking riot act of like, "You could fucking do this, man." You're going to fucking kill it out there. You're Maven. You're Maven. Maven. <laughs> I'm Maven. I'm Maven. <laughs> Maven. Uh, I, I actually looked this up because I was curious. I found out. I think the reason for why they just went with his first name because his last name is Huffman. And maybe they didn't want him to get. Conf- they didn't want anyone to potentially get confused that he was rela- potentially related to Booker T, which he's not. Huffman isn't the most common name, but it's kind of interesting. They both have the same name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like they just gave him the first, they just went with his first name because then they could copyright it. Yeah, because <laughs> Maven, do- Maven doesn't sound like a name. Sorry, Maven. Uh- <laughs> Sorry, Maven. But uh, I believe we cut to... Um... Oh my god, imagine if, if, if there was a Maven versus Raven match. What about Maven? Maven? Raven? What? What? Ah! Anyway, uh, I believe we cut to WF New York. Please go there. Please, please go there. Paulina from Tough Enough One. Who the fuck is Paulina? We don't know who that is. I assume she didn't win. You were were about to say you assume she won, but no, that was Nydia. I believe, um, was it The Undertaker who talked to Ric Flair? Or was it uh, someone else? I don't remember. Because Ric Flair is finally frozen out of his rigor mortis. <laughs> I don't remember who talked to Ric Flair. I don't think it was Undertaker. Because uh, Maven versus Undertaker, match of the year 5 out of 5 for the Hardcore Championship. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe it was Undertaker. I don't know. I forgot that moment with Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, I put down the Ric Flair model can finally move. <laughs> That was all I had to say on that. You know, they both go out to the ring, and Undertaker just slams him with a trash can lid. And we listened to Maven really scene, by the way. The most Hoobastank you could possibly be without being Hoobastank. Like a tattoo by Mercy Drive. Yes. Which is also the band that did Randy Orton's theme, Burning My Light. Which so. has no excuse to be that good <laughs> compared to this. Has no excuse to be that good. <laughs> That is the that is Mercy Drives crawling in the dark, basically. Anyway, um, 
Taker just beats the shit out of Maven. <laughs> like, yep. Maven gets busted open. He sort of beats him around the ring, too. He, like, throws him over into, like, a camera area, and the video starts fucking up. Yeah. So he beats the shit out They're of Maven. All, all sort of production problems. Al Snow tries to run in to help him since he is just taking this kid to school. And Taker just beats up Al Snow, too. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he just gets booted off of the ring. And, and I, I remember Jerry said uh, uh, said something to the effect is, I think he's I think he's just not completely out and he's not coming back or something to that effect. So... Taker doesn't want to pin Maven just yet, even though he nailed him with a choke slam in the middle of the ring. He wants to beat him up some more and put him in the Taker care of business. Oh my god. Oh, okay, the, uh, the dragon business. sleeper. Taker care. Oh my god. Taker care of called. business. Every day. I thought it was taking. I didn't know it was. It's actually called Taker. Yeah. He calls it Taker care of business. Oh my god. I, did, I always thought it was. Taking. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so Maven's Why? about to pass the fuck out, but the oh. Rock runs in and helps Maven out by landing the Rock bottom on Undertaker. And then Maven, Maven pins him. Maven's the hardcore champion. Yep. Woo! Maven win. Maven win. I put, I put down in my notes. Maven win the belt. Maven win the belt. Because because I was at the time just Maven win the belt. I typoed and then just said fuck it. That's too funny to change back. Maven win the belt. So um, it's time for the skin king, according to the commentary. Time for the king of skin. It's to judge skin. <laughs> he, oh, it's uh, now a pose down that, of Billy and the Chuck, before... the skin brothers. <laughs> Go ahead, Rock in. Oh it. I forget when it was, but there was like a one of the NW promos that they keep showing. One of the one of the clips they showed was the finger pope of doom. Yes, I didn't even notice that part. No, no, yeah, they showed various parts of what NWO did, like spray painting the title and the finger poke of doom, and that one thing they did with uh, Jeff Jarrett, where they and made the him. Gulag. Yeah. I was like, and I was immediately. Oh, and the gulags and the of, and the rape and Nanjing. <laughs> Putting that in there smells of something Vince would do. I imagine a lot of fans at the time probably wouldn't really understand what that clip just was or what it was really showing there. So I think ostensibly they kind of got away with it there. So uh, pose down for the skin king. They must tribute him skin. The dairy thirst counter is gonna hit some highs during this segment. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Chuck has Chuck Palumbo has these like French braids that like Snoop Dogg used to have. Like like the the twin tail braids. And I still argue that he does not fit this gimmick at all because it just they Chuck are... Palumbo is very broad shouldered and big chin. He doesn't he doesn't have a Billy Gun build for this gimmick. So, Billy and Chuck are very orange today. They're very orange. They're oh much God, more orange. so tan. They are so much more orange than they were on Monday. And considering that that was about a one-day gap, holy shit, they must be choking on fucking fake tan. They must have just spent, like, 
five six hours in a tanning bed if they if they existed at the time. Um, outcome: Tori uh, Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler, both in bikinis. I commented it was a little weird that I could see Stacey's ribs a little bit. I feel like that's just due to height. More that might be anything. due to her build. I don't know. Everyone has a different healthy weight. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I would like to I would like to tell you guys something. When two men are posing, that's gay. But when two women are posing, that's not gay. That's good. But that's two hot. men, that's hot. Two men posing is gay though. It's it's gay. It's it's gay. But the two women that are posing, that's not gay. That's, that's, that's hot. hot. That's hot. It's not gay. They really kind of subtly, yeah, hinted that. It, that's, it is really they, like that. Because Derry was like that. Derry was saying as they were. Yeah, doing he the, would constantly after, mutter like, "Yeah, real masculine." <laughs> he would say, "That's really manly." Yeah, that's that's real manly right there. But when it was time for the women to do it, it's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna oh. come. Oh. It, was, it was yeah, it was that, and it's just like, oh my god, like. The the like we should have had a fucking well we have our gay jokes counter which hit eight and the yes. Jerry Lawler first count which hit thirteen yes this was a oh, I, I, I also also noticed that the girls I I think it was mostly Stacy acting disgusted oh yeah they were like ew yucky this is gay until they started posing and then it was like, hot oh, and then it was hey. hot. It's so like because I they do like free poses they do like back to back, do our, like front to front and side to it's side. Like, yeah, it's right? like no, it's like back to back, front to front, down in front, down in, down front, in front, and then face to face, face to face, face, to face. Thank you. And it's like and yeah, the whole time it's like one of them is really gay and gross and bad, and the other one is. Oh, it's so hot. They got so yeah, they got a little of, suggestive with like the second and third pose. And of course, the crowd reacts exactly Boo. how you would think a crowd Yay. reacts of, of this era. Yay. They they cheer they cheer the girls and don't and boo the guys. Are you? Yep. Sure, I was gonna say, are you sure this isn't like uh, incel boys? Because we're all just talking about how not impressed we are by sexual poses. <laughs> well, here's the thing: we're also just disgusted because this is so fucking a double standard of like. Two men posing together is disgusting and wrong, but two women posing together, oh, that's hot. That's okay. It's like yeah, that that, that was and, a thing for so long, and and I I am I admit to like I kind of thought that way too. I think that we like, all oh, kind of fell into that trap as as teenagers, but then we realized that not only is that homophobic, it's like it's homophobic both ways. Because one, it's like saying oh, men can't ever be suggestive with each other. But also, it's kind of like fetishizing lesbianism in a really yeah. objectifying and gross way. The only too. part of the LGBT I like is L. And only when they're on top of each other. And only other. when they're on top of each other. Fucking doing head spins on my penis. Right? It's just... It's Breakdancing on my crack. <laughs> it, is, it is gross. This whole segment is gross. This is why I think... Ultimately, I put it down as my Y segment of the of the week. Yes, that is very Y. Uh, I don't know, man. I, maybe I just can't get it up anymore. <laughs> anyway, so um, my penis doesn't work. 
the Stacy and Tori win. This part's weird. <laughs> and then they start like kind of fighting with each other. Okay, so what happens is like they win and they start celebrating and like frustrated Billy sort of like steps between them to talk to um to talk to Tori for a bit. Or like it was either Stacy or Tori. What, actually, I think what uh, I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but I think what uh, I remember this. What happened was Jerry raised. Tori's no, I'm arm getting only. there, Roxanne. I'm explaining. I'm trying okay, to storytell. I'm, I'm sorry. So I think I jumped ahead. Billy Gunn sort of cuts Stacy off for a little bit because, like, he's frustrated with her, but like, not enough to hit her or anything. So Jerry given, like, no choice or, like, no way to get to Tori to raise her hand or to get to raise Stacy's hand. I don't know. He just raises hers. And then, for some reason, that pisses off Stacy Keebler so goddamn much that he just... that she just punches out Tori. <laughs> I missed the... I missed the other... I missed what Billy and Chuck were doing, so, yeah. I well, they were, they were just stamping their feet and being frustrated, but they didn't win. Like, you know, ah, damn it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just don't get why they were like celebrating and like rubbing on each other, and then as soon as one person gets their hand raised, even though they both won by the pervert Jerry Lawler <laughs> getting her hand women raised. Women are catty bitches who can't get along with each other. Oh, no one likes each other, catty bitches. Because we have to remind the audience that Stacy is these hoes because she's with the Dudleys. These hoes. <laughs> They're hoes. Women be shopping. But do you know what also is gay? Smoking. Two men. Oh, smoking. Yeah, smoking is also gay. Tobacco smoking. is wacko. Tobacco is wacko. I, I, I found it interesting that that, was, uh, that that campaign was done by a tobacco company. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> of course, I, I guess. It, I think it was like yeah. the Laramie company. I yeah, that's right. I so, mentioned that. Then he's on the, uh, Vince McMahon's on the phone. He's talking about like contract shit. And then Triple H comes in to confront him over the fact that like I won the fucking Royal Rumble. You called me a piece of meat when I got fucking injured, and I still came back a week early or like a couple months early to get the fucking Royal Rumble win to put on a good show. And you're going to just give my fucking chance away? <laughs> Yep. Or give my Royal Rumble win away to whoever the fuck beats me. And then just Vince McMahon just goes, now it's a handicap match. Well, actually, he goes further. Like, he's, like, telling him uh, he's really laying into Vince saying, I hate your guts. And this is why. And then he tells him all about all the things Vince was saying to him. And then he says, uh, uh, he, he keeps saying, like, your do- your daughter, my wife, the mother of my child. He keeps repeating that, and then, and then he says, "You would really like, you know, says that she would literally like you to walk down the aisle, but you're never that child. I'm never gonna let you near him. I'm not gonna let you near my kid." And then Vince is like, "Okay, you're in a handicap now. You're in a handicap match now, asshole." You're handicapped now. And I think we cut I think we immediately cut to um the commentary booth and immediately behind Cole to Jerry is David Arquette. 
I thought it was him. Yeah, it says former world champ on a sign, and it looked like David I, Arquette. I thought that was him. They actually, uh, they actually said it was. Uh, I heard Cole mention it later. Oh my god! Yes, that's <laughs> great. Vindication. It was David Arquette. Awesome. I have the note here of WF really doesn't want to remind you that trip, the Triple H Stephanie relationship started with date rape because again we got another cordial invitation. We got reinvited to the we got reinvited to them renewing their vows. We're probably gonna have to miss it though. We gotta record another episode soon. Our our, our invitation failed to reach you in the mail. We have to reinvite you. Ah shit. Uh, um, then we get. And then as they're coming out, I think it's after the as they're come uh Triple H is coming out. Yeah, he he's coming out and he he goes over to one portion of the audience and I hear Cole mention that apparently the guys from Motorhead are in the audience, but they never show them on camera. Yeah. Wait, was that before or after the rock got tombstone on top oh, of yeah, the Oh yeah, no, the rock the rock the we Oh we, yeah, we missed that. Yeah, uh, we skipped that. So Rock Rock and Coachman have another interview, and uh, Undertaker attacks The Rock and tombstones him on like a fucking limo. On yeah, on a limo, and I put choke slams him first. Choke slams him, then tombstones him, and I put down the note: The Rock sold the tombstone like he just saw Edge's entrance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I think like they cut the commercial and they cut they back. They cut the commercial and they like, cut back and Jonathan Coachman is talking to Sergeant Slaughter about what happened. Which I appreciate from like a from like a kayfabe standpoint of like Sergeant Slaughter just arrived and Coachman's kind of like getting up to speed. But at the same also, time, the attack was on camera. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> that man cares for you. Jonathan Coachman cares about you. And yet yeah, you accost him, and yet like, and yet you accost him every week, and threaten to fist Chris Jericho and wipe it on his face when he is just a caring man, a man <laughs> yeah, who cares. Had this look of like, oh, the rocks hurt. It's like, oh, I'm upset that the rocks hurt, but it's like he just he harasses you every week, <laughs> every yeah. week, twice a week. He is he a just... fucking doormat for you, and you don't appreciate him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, why was Sergeant Slaughter not watching what happened on the can- on the monitors? <laughs> you think I watched the product? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, puke. Yeah, puke. I'm going to back. I'm going to back to voice more GI Joe. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> you know they showed the tombstone pile driver at this kind of compromising angle where you could really see that the rock never hit the fucking car yeah you oh, yeah. really saw it uh, oh no knees, triple h's knees, knees hit the roof or, oh it's like oh no undertaker's knees. knees i've done that i've made that fucking mistake twice both when we were watching the episode for notes and now on the recording why do i keep saying triple h's knees he's not triple h he's tall and has tattoos triple h has a big nose and no tattoos. And no tattoos. Actually, it's weird that he has no tattoos. It's uh, crazy, right? Yeah. Let's I was see. thinking uh, 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 this. This has got to be at the point where Trip, uh, like Taker, really ha- is starting to feel his body 
you know, kind of give a little bit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, probably every time he does the tombs, he this is why he kind of stopped doing the tombstone. He, he pivoted out of the tombstone for a couple of years because he wanted to do the choke slam in the last ride, and the tombstone sucks on his back. Oh, and also probably a lot on his knees because he dropped. Uh, he well, I mean, he, he had on a, a on a on a limo roof to his knees. That, I imagine like he he does he like dressed it off and like sits next to rock. But I, I I think like as soon as he gets out the car, he's like, ah. You know what's the weird part? I feel like the injuries people get is almost related to their finisher because that's what they do the most. Like Stone yeah. Cold had problems with his back because the stunner lands on him on his ass. Hogan had a problem with his back because the fucking leg drop lands him on his ass. Taker's hips needed to be replaced because he's doing the tombstone onto his hips. Like, he's landing on his knees and his hips take the blow because he doesn't have his knees to pivot. Kurt Angle's neck is Kurt fucked. Angle's neck is fucked. Probably because all the angle slams he had to do. And, and all the Germans. Yes. Edge's Edge's neck is fucked from from the uh, the years that he did the downward spiral as his finisher. And the spear. What was the downward spiral again? Was it the DDT? Uh, lifting reverse SDO, which is oh. uh, basically a modified face buster. Yeah, also the spear probably didn't help. Yeah, I don't think he hit you with his head with the spear, but it might have been a lot of moments where like. You know, when they, do- when they dodge the spear and he lands head first into something. But also, I think just just like when you hit when you because he he really takes a lot of that in his shoulder because of the way he does it, that that his it probably jars his head and neck. And when he hits. Jeff Hardy's everything is broken because he did a lot of swantons off of high shit. Oh, God, <laughs> his back and his his fuck his his legs and his and his neck but and and possibly his hips and his hips yeah everything i'm trying to pad for the fact that i forgot to write down what the final match of the night was triple h versus kurt angle and chris jericho yes where jerry lawler doesn't really understand how long pregnancies take yes as they're coming out to the ring, he says that Triple H is about to get beat up so bad from this handicap match that he's going to be in the hospital to witness Stephanie's birth. And considering the fact that this is eight weeks into her pregnancy, is he going to be in the hospital for seven months? Right? Like, we're, we're only in, like, we're, like, at, like, the halfway point of the first trimester here. There's no way that he's going to be that long hospitalized. Wow. Like, would, does he think Kurt quite... Angle's going to bring a gun? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to hit him hit him with the stroller now. He's going to he's going to do a Tanya Harding on fucking Triple H. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck your quad. <laughs> <laughs> um I kind of zoned out a little bit on this match to be honest. I, I assume right. Triple H was going to win. You know, Triple H won because, you know, they're not going to take away his fucking Royal Rumble thing. He just Cole, came back. Cole really got on my shit list in this match. He said just the stupidest shit. Cole was says he, the dumbest things tonight on True TV. At one point, he claims that Jericho coming back into the ring to try and attack Hunter after, after he was all, uh, dealing with Angle was illegal. 
I think so, because he's not the legal man. But it's a handicap, so there's. Not, I don't think, a tag I don't think there wasn't really any tag. There wasn't. It was like the can, ha, handicap match, but I never saw any tags happening. Huh. Which uh, to come to think of it, is weird. I'm surprised they're like they didn't. Yeah, they didn't have any tags. Then later, then later, actually, at the the match ends with uh, Triple H getting angle slammed into the chair. But he pretty much kind of missed the chair when he hit the ground. I like like that maybe a part of the edge of his back, but I I rewatched it. It didn't really look like he hit the chair. Though I can see him like Michael Pearl probably just was covering in that since that if if that's if that's generally what I actually saw, that was that's obviously a botch. So I can see Michael Cole covering and just saying he did, even though what, even though it looked like he missed. I feel like this main event match just wasn't as interesting to me as the uh, tag match that was the main event of Raw. Yeah. Either that or so, I was starting to get tired. <laughs> that's so, also a possibility. We watch these back-to-back, so it always feels like the ending of SmackDown we peter out a little bit. So, yeah, Hunter loses, and I think, I immediately think, does this mean Hunter loses his WrestleMania shot? For sure? I would assume so. Wait, did the Hunter lose? Yeah, he lost. The Hunter. Oh, I thought he won. No, he, uh, he he got angle slammed in the chair, and then he got pinned. Oh, shit. Yeah, but didn't he get pinned by, like, Jericho? Does that count? I uh, might have been Jericho. Cause yeah, because then who's good the point. Oh yeah, I think Jericho was the one who got a pin. So I guess he's the number one contender <laughs> for for his undisputed championship. That's a good point. But think uh, about that, yeah. Stephanie comes out, if I recall, at this point. Yes. Yeah, and Stephanie comes out, and there's like you know they're hugging it out, and they're like, or they no, they're not hugging out yet. I think. Like, but um. <laughs> At some point, like, Kurt Angle bumps Triple H into Stephanie and she kind of falls over and everyone's, like, shocked for a bit. Oh, yeah, like, they were kind of playing up the did she just have a miscarriage on live TV thing. Yes. Which we made a joke about. (laughs) An Angle becomes the original Dean Snitsy after it's revealed that Stephanie has a miscarriage due to Triple H falling on her. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It's just, it... (laughs) It gets to that point where it's like, oh my god, are they really going to do this? They did not, but they teased it, and then she was like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dodged a bullet there. So, this week was actually a decent bit better than last week was. Yeah. I really like, and I have to say, I really liked SmackDown this week. SmackDown was good. I just liked Raw a little bit more. I I'm of the opposite. I like SmackDown better. I was just happy to have some good wrestling show after. So let's get to awards. Let's get to awards. Is the winner awards. is the winning show a tie? I'd say it's a fair a fair shake at a tie. I have again. I have been one of the people who's not been keeping track of the winning show, if only because we're not at the brand split yet. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I feel like this this should probably be a tie. This would probably be a tie. Oh, yeah. for good. 
It was uh, it was a show I could felt like if I just had playing and I didn't follow any of the storylines, I could probably just watch it and have a decent time. Oh yeah. Even if uh, I had to watch a really weird bikini contest. The yeah. pose down, yes. Uh the pose down there. Yeah. Uh MVP of the week, Kurt Angle. Go Kurt Angle. I um, he, I would actually pick a different MVP of the week and yeah. I would my pick would be Jazz. Well, Jazzes oh, are underrated. Jazz, Jazz oh, okay. is not underrated, but she was very close to getting it. She oh, was okay. like, I, 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 the I'm sorry, I reason we, we skipped out on having her be the MVP was she wasn't on both shows. Oh, okay. That's usually and, uh, that usually because underrated is really like someone someone who's good but didn't get enough screen time. Ah, okay. Yeah, and also and also Kurt Angle really synced it in with the uh, Triple H Junior yeah, segment. Yeah, that I'll, really I'll was what that was some like, funny shit. <laughs> that was great. We're, our our praise of it could not do it justice. You guys need to really check it out. Yeah, we're positive about something for once. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, why segment, as we brought up earlier, was the pose down? Just why? <laughs> Just the, yeah. one, the one segment that I genuinely could not stomach. It was terrible. Yeah, it really just seemed like just audience titillation and just and and homophobia all mixed into one horrible sack of crap pretty much. sack of skin wielded by the skin king skin king skin king skin king but yeah that is uh wrestle boys week six yes week oh, six, and, uh, which oh, is actually so week five but we whatever is, uh, what do you guys think for sign of the week uh i'm gonna go with the xfl one you brought up i we like were, the xfl one i think I, honestly we weren't paying as much attention to science just because there was such a good show going on anytime we'd see him would be like eh, that's not that great yeah i was i had more of an eye for the signs this week and uh yeah i i do think yeah the xfl one was pretty good but i still uh, the the rock one for with lost wages made me laugh a lot harder I thought that was really interesting that Mega Fighter sort of like took the wind out of the sails on that. <laughs> because yeah. I figured out it was a Las Vegas thing. Yes. Yes. I, I wanted to make a joke about how The Rock is personally responsible for people losing their wages. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock's taking your paycheck. No. The Rock's I mean, penalizing your paycheck. The Maybe Rock wants you to feuding with him. The Rock wants you to pay your child support. <laughs> Oh, it's shit. coming out of your paycheck. <laughs> if you smell when the rock is taking your money, I'm taking off your paycheck. <laughs> so yeah, that was a uh, week six, technically week five, but fuck it of wrestle boys. <laughs> the next week review is coming up next week. And then we have the special review for no way out. Yeah. Um, thank you for watching Rassle Boys. We are on Twitter at Rassle Boys. That is W-R-A-S-S-L-E Boys. We are on Anchor, Spotify, not iTunes, <laughs> Overcast, <laughs> some other shit. <laughs> some, like, give us a follow, give us a comment, give us something, please. We're desperate. Uh, Oh, we're. Uh, I would also post 
the uh, uploads to YouTube as well. Yeah, we're yeah. also on YouTube, and you could just search Razzle Boys, and it'll probably come up. Oh, yeah. I, I tried to come up with a name that's like, oh, that it's those guys. <laughs> it's it's easy to find. Yeah. Because yeah, we were going to be, ra we were gonna be was... Wrestle Talk, but then we were like, oh, but Wrestle Talk, fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. actually one of the things that bugged me about our old name is it, it, it was actually really hard to find in a YouTube search. Yeah. I admit I only thought about this name for like half an hour, but I, I liked it and I made the logo for it and kissed my it ass. Works. So. <laughs> yeah. So that is it for this week. We are either going to get an another episode later this week or just next week after Thanksgiving as we always say on Rassle Boys all glory to the skin king all glory to the skin king hail skin